0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This powerful six-part message, Faith Will Get Results, is the last and most important of all the programs in Pastor Ray's Faith Series. With practical step-by-step instructions, Pastor shows the listener how to use whatever faith he has in the most productive way possible. Because a truly productive faith doesn't come by merely hearing about it, wishing for it, or even asking God for it. The pathway to a truly meaningful faith that changes things involves developing a lifestyle of faith based on the promises in God's Word. There is great revelation in pastor's teaching on the relationship between faith and hope and the Bible truth that faith without hope is simply hopeless faith that produces nothing. Pastor's illustration of the nine most important steps in the development of a personal attitude of faith will both challenge and motivate even the most resistant Christian. Here's Pastor with today's message on how your faith will get results.
1: It's by faith that you overcome. It's your faith operating, your faith showing itself, your faith growing strong, your faith taking on the the life's challenges and bringing them down. He says, but that faith can only grow and abound as you hear the word of God. That's why when you go to church, you don't go to church to look at the women. you don't come to church just because the music ministry is so good. As a matter of fact, if you were, if you understood this and you understood how important this was, you wouldn't even care if there were a music ministry. Because you understand that I got to get the word because the word is going to affect my faith because the only way that the Bible expresses or teaches us that faith grows is by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the word of God must become the central focus in everything that you do in life, because that is what's going to cause your faith to grow. And when faith grows, guess what? Guess what? This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. If you keep your heart in the right condition and you receive the seed of God's word, faith is going to start to grow because you're listening. You're not listening. You're hearing. You're hearing, listening, listening, hearing. It's not just, it's not just, you're not just hearing my voice, but you're listening intently to what I'm saying or to what the preacher is saying. And that causes you to develop faith. You ought to leave church stirred up, ready to go, ready to take the world on. Like, amen, I'm getting pumped up, got the word. See, when you get the word, that ought to get you excited. Whatever the word is, it ought to get you excited. It ought to get you pumped up and your faith starts to abound. And then you start to see yourself overcoming I want to see people overcome. I want to see you overcome. I want to see you get stronger. I want to see you get bolder. I want to see you get richer. I want to see you get more breakthroughs and more victories in your life. That's what I want to see you do. See, that's what, see, see now, now, see that's what I as a pastor should be doing above all things, above everything else, anything else, what I should be doing. My number one responsibility to you is to get the word to you. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now, wouldn't it be crafty of the devil to try to work in my life by getting, you know, getting people, you know, uh, you know, everybody needs the pastor. Everybody wants the pastor, right? Like my job, my number one job is not to change diapers. See, if the devil can get me so distracted by people who you know need the pastor's touch and everything you know got to change diapers and take care everybody wants the pastor to take care of everything and that is a device of the devil because by doing so he wears the pastor out so that the pastor does not have the word and if the pastor doesn't have the word you're not going to get the word and if you don't get the word guess what no faith grows no faith abounds Because according to God's Word, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And your number one feeding place ought to be your church. It ought to be the place where you're getting your main meal that kind of stimulates you to get back into the Word and to study on your own and to develop. That's why, you see, that's why, and the older I get, the more I realize this and I'm working on it, that I don't need to be involved in everything. I don't need to do all of these things because by doing so, I'm really wearing myself down and I'm not able to spend the time in the word that I, and and by doing so, I'm really robbing from you. Now, a responsible pastor will put the word as primary, number one, get it out and feed the people. Because really, that's what I'm called to do. What did did Jesus say to John before he left the earth? He said, feed my sheep. Three times he said, feed my sheep. He didn't say pamper my sheep. He didn't say pet my sheep. (laughs) He didn't say nurse my sheep. He didn't say right. He didn't say change the sheep's diapers. He said feed my sheep. So the number one thing that the pastor ought to be doing, a responsible pastor, is to feed the sheep. And likewise, a responsible congregation ought to do everything it can do to keep its shepherd free from all this other stuff, so that he can put his attention on feeding the sheep. That's what a responsible congregation does. Say, I'm not going to bother Pastor with that. I'm going to learn how to be an overcomer and take care of this myself. Or I'll get somebody else to help me. But that's what we want. We always want to go to somebody else, you know, because we don't want to grow. Even though, according to what we read today, you've been created to be an overcomer. But this is the victory. This is the way you get the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, the devil, the devices, the the depression, the oppression, the sickness, the disease. This is the victory, our faith. Everybody say our faith, faith. not my faith, your faith, your faith individually, you see. So the number one responsibility, you remember in the book of Acts, when the, um, the disciples were, the apostles were waiting on the tables. And they were taking care of, of natural things. You remember that whole situation? And they came to their senses. It's not good that we wait on tables. We ought to be putting our attention on the ministry of, of the Word and on studying and teaching the Word of God. Why did they say that? Because they understood that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. But if I'm waiting on tables and I don't have time to fill myself up with the word, how can I give anybody else the word? And that would be a wonderful device of the devil, wouldn't it? Because he understands that if you get the word, if the preacher gets the word, and then you get the word, guess what? Faith is going to arise in your heart and you will be the overcomer that God created you to be. But if he can get the congregation squirreling, because that's some some people come out of different denominations, they have this expectation of what the pastor pastor ought to be there. How come the pastor doesn't go to the hospital? How come the pastor doesn't come visit me at the house? How come he won't receive an engagement to my house? Do you realize that if I did every hospital visit, I went to everybody's house? If I seriously, if if, if I, you know, how many invites I get to things? If I did all of that, where would I ever have time? to just pray and get the mind of the Lord and be prepared to share the Word of God. And that would be a wonderful device of the devil to use to keep the Word from you. So then I come out and I give a 10-minute sermonette. I say a few things, just to fill up the air and fill it with music or fill it with something else. And no word goes forth that's life-changing, no instruction from God's Word. And you all go home in the same dead state that you came because the pastor feels like he's got to be there for everyone all the time doing everything. Now, I realize and understand that, you know, pastor's job is, is broad. and it's, But the number one responsibility of the man of God is to feed the sheep. Why? Because if you get the word, faith is going to start to arise in your heart and in your life. That's why I, I don't, I, I like get tired of dealing with nonsense. People having snits with one another. People getting offended about this and getting offended about that. Why? Because it it takes me away from my number one priority. And my number one priority is to be ready and fit to give the word. Because it's the word that's going to cause faith to arise. And when faith arises, you overcome. Because this is the victory that's overcome the world, your faith. So how many of you agree with me that protecting and developing and building your faith is of utmost importance? How many of you understand how important it is to protect your pastor? whether I'm your pastor, you're watching by internet and you have a pastor, it is important for you to protect the man of God and the anointing that's on his life and the word that he brings. Don't criticize it. Don't get tired of hearing it. Protect it. Pray. Come hungry. Receive. I realize that sometimes not everybody gets, you know, not every sermon is for every person, but there is something in every sermon for everybody. There's something there. And, and if there's not particularly something there for you, that doesn't mean that somebody sitting next to you doesn't have a need. Why are you being so sad? Every time, let me tell you what, every time the word of God is released, it's giving forth life. I don't care if you've heard it a million times. You've got to change your attitude. You've got to change the way you look. Faith comes by hearing. I don't care how many times you heard it, it comes by hearing And you see, if your faith is weak, I'll tell you why it's weak. is because you're not hearing the Word of God. You're not listening to the Word of God. It's not, you see, faith doesn't come because of the absence of trouble. Faith doesn't come when everything is just right. Faith works in good times and faith works in not so good times. As a matter of fact... Faith will take a not so good time and force it to become a good time. That's what faith does. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word of God is the only way that you're going to develop in your faith. Every time I read that word, I get excited. I'm reminded of who I am in Christ. I'm reminded of the provisions of God. I'm reminded of the promises of God. I'm reminded that God has a better life. It's good, but it's getting better. Come on, are you with me? This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith, and faith will only grow by hearing the word of God. That's why you ought to be in church. That's why, you know, people that have shoddy attendance and don't tell me don't tell me well I listen to CDs and I I watch Christian TV you're listening more for the music and you know you pick and choose what you want to hear and you're half listening anyway see when you're in church you're forced to listen because if you start to nod out on me See, if you're nodding out on the other side of the TV, they, can't, they don't know it and there's nothing they can do about it. But when you're sitting here and you nod out, you say, I could just walk politely over to you like this and just give you a little tap on the shoulder. Wake up! There are people sitting next to you that are watching you. Right. So you're on, you're on your good behavior when you're in church. When you're home in your pajamas watching TV... Drinking coffee or eating bonbons or whatever you're doing, you're not paying attention. You see, you're forced to listen when you come to church, and also you have to understand that there was a message that I don't know. I just got a title for it. One of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna work it out. The man, the word, and the anointing. God calls a man, he gives him a word, and then he anoints him to go do it. That's your pastor. That's your pastor. he gives every church a pastor with a word he gives every church a pastor, a man, could be a woman a word and then he anoints him to give that word and if you're called to that church then there's something there for you and your faith is going to grow see that's, that's the problem that I've, I've seen can I, just, can I just talk I know I'm a little bit over time but that's alright one of the problems that I've had I've seen people connect with the church and then life starts to go well and then they disconnect. Thinking that somehow they got themselves to that place. But they don't realize that they've just disconnected themselves from the life source. It was because God put that man with that word and that anointing in your life to help you to overcome. That's why all these years, 35 years, maybe more. It's probably even more than 35 years that I have stayed closely connected to Apostle Price. Because it was that man and that word and that anointing in his life that helped to transform my life. I know today that everything I am, everything I have, yes, it's been God's work. But God worked through that man's voice, through the word and through the anointing in his life. And all these years later, I can listen to him. And it turns me on. I get, even though maybe the message isn't for me, there's something that I glean out of it. It may be just a word. It may be a sentence. It may be an idea. It may be a thought. But I walk away from those broadcasts because I watch them on TV. I, I, I walk away from those broadcasts feeling fuller. And why? Because God called me to be connected to that man, that word, and that anointing. And that word that I'm called, and that man and anointing that I'm called to be connected with feeds my faith. Right. And I walk out of there more faith-filled after having listened to that and following that all these years. I realize my connection. And see, some, sometimes people forget that. And that's why we're not overcoming. Because, you know, someone said to me the other day, you know, I, we were talking about something and they asked me how many people were in the church, and I, I gave them a number. I said, "Well, I thought the last time you know you told me there was more, and I don't remember what I said to them because I don't really know, because not all the same people come every week, and we have three services going every weekend and Thursday night, and I don't know, people." So I said, "Well, I said unfortunately what it is is that a lot of people come and go. Church is like a revolving door. They come in, they go out. They come in, they go out. They come in, they go out. They're here, they're gone. They're here, they're gone. They stay, they leave." I said, "It just goes with territory. It's part of part of what." I have to deal with as a pastor so sometimes numbers go up and sometimes they go down one of my mentors taught taught many years ago he said pastoring is like driving a bus there are people getting on and there are people getting off he says the only thing to keep in mind is that you just keep driving the bus don't you stop driving the bus and that's how i feel about it that's how i feel about it but but to you i hope i make you wiser If if I'm the man that God's connected you to, and this is the church, and this is the Word, don't disconnect from it. Don't let anybody pull you out of here. Because the devil wants to keep you from the Word. And if he can keep you from the Word, then he can keep you from growing in faith. And if he can keep you from growing in faith, then he's going to prevent you from overcoming in the area of life that you need to overcome. Amen. That's so why I, I stay connected because that word brought me here. That man brought me here. That anointing brought me here. That man, when I'm talking about that man. I'm talking about Apostle Price. That brought me here. That man, that word, that anointing brought me here. Have I heard some of those sermons a hundred times? You bet. You bet. But those sermons brought me to where I am today. And I will never forget it because it has made me and encouraged me to be who I am today and has encouraged me every step of the way. So, so the man... The word and the anointing. Remember that. You gotta have a man in your life, a man of God, who has a word from God that is anointed and has been anointed by God to deliver that word to you. And I have to remind myself of that. Okay. Gotta remind myself of that. Because sometimes, well, you know, I preached that a couple of times already. I don't know. Listen, I'm gonna preach as many times as God tells me to. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Everyone who's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith or our faith, our faith. Say faith. 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 But faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Of God. Can't pray for it. Can't beg God for it. Can't expect it. Can I just read this one little thing? Are you all all right? Yes. You better be all right. <laughs> Dwight L. Moody, Moody Institute. This is what he said. I prayed for faith and thought that someday faith would uh, come down and strike me like lightning. But faith did not seem to come. One day I read in the 10th chapter of Romans, now faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I had closed my Bible and prayed for faith. I now open my Bible and begin to study and faith has been growing ever since. Faith cometh by hearing and hear. Say it with me. Say, faith, faith cometh by, by hearing and hearing, 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 hearing by the word of God. Glory. And by faith you will overcome all of the adversity, challenges, not only the challenges. You can stand with me. Not only the challenges of life, but by faith you can have your desires come to pass. How many of you have desires? Wants. You know? I mean, I was thinking about this this morning that, you know, years ago when I first started, you know, I had used car faith. I had used car faith, so I tried to find the best used car I could find. And it turned out, it was a yellow Volkswagen Beetle. 1976. And it truly lived up to its color because it was the biggest lemon I have ever owned in my life. And... And then I finally was able to get rid of that car and, and I started to have new car faith. That was my first new... And I said, because of that yellow lemon, I said, from this point in my life, I'm going to only drive brand new cars. That's what I said. I was just a young kid at the time in my 20s. So I'm only gonna because I got hold of faith. I heard the word. God wanted me to prosper. God wanted me to do well. So, so, so... I had to do my part. I saved up some money, and God blessed me in different ways. So I bought my second car. So I had new car faith, but all the faith I could muster was for a Toyota. And I remember what I paid for it, $9,600, and it had an AM, FM, cassette, radio in it. That was big. And it had air conditioning. I was living large, 9,600 bucks. It was a beautiful tan. I loved that car. I love that. I drove that car to 100 110,000 or 15,000 miles. And I said, okay, now my faith is growing. So my faith got over to a brand new Honda because I had brand new Honda faith. And I drove that for a number of years. Then my faith started to grow because I'm hearing the word. God's, you know, thinking, Honda's, Toyota's are great, Honda's are really great. <laughs> but I'm getting a hankering for one of these them there Jeeps because they look really cool. So I got Jeep faith, brand new Jeep faith, Cherokee faith. I drove that for a while. Then I said, hmm, there's an upgrade. They told me there was an upgrade. It's called a Jeep Cherokee Limited with leather interior (laughs) and some other accoutrements that don't come in the base model. So I started to get Jeep Cherokee Limited kind of faith. Then I'm driving that for a while, and there were these three letters that kept popping into my brain. (laughs) (laughs) D-M-W. So, so I, I started to get BMW kind of faith. And I hung out there for a while until I brought one of those in. And I've been driving one of those for 15 years now. BMW kind of faith. Now I'm starting to get another kind of faith. But I ain't going to tell you what it is. You'll just have to, you'll have to just watch. Because one day I'll drive up in it. Amen. But that's what you how you grow in faith you hear the word you keep hearing faith keeps growing you keep acting and doing in accordance with it and life ought to be progressing and progressively getting doesn't mean we don't have troubles we don't have pitfalls we don't have but this is the victory that's overcome the world even our faith did you get something good today out of this all right praise the Lord.